Hi friends and welcome to Live Life Well, the podcast. Our mission is to empower millennials to thrive and not just survive so that they can live a life full of purpose, joy and delight. My name is Amy and I'll be sharing the life-giving practices and lessons I've learned on this journey of failing forward. We'll be talking about how to balance your career, business and passions while maintaining your physical, mental and spiritual health. I'm dedicated to sharing from a place of authenticity and I'm going to give you VIP access to my conversations with wise mentors and guests. My hope is that by the end of each of these episodes, you'll have something you can apply to your life so that you can live it well. I hope this also just feels like we're sitting across from each other in a cafe over a nice cup of coffee or your favorite beverage and having a chat like old friends. Thanks for stopping by and let's get started. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 12 of Live Life Well, the podcast. So we have now moved into a schedule where we will release an episode, have a week off for you to digest the material, and then we will come back again. So it's going to be once a fortnight where you'll hear from us on the podcast waves, but the conversation doesn't end just because the podcast episode is over. So we actually continue to discuss the topics we talk about in this podcast in our Facebook community group. So if if you have yet to join us, we are Live Life Well, the podcast community on Facebook. And in our Facebook community this week, I shared about how I was finding stage four lockdowns actually quite challenging and it was probably only until Wednesday last week where I felt there was a bit of a turning point and I realized that what had been lacking was a fair bit of soul care or self-care and I think it's just so important um, during this time to make sure that even if we're exploring really tough topics such as we did last week around human trafficking and the fact that there are many, many millions of people who are not experiencing the freedoms that we are having here in the Western world, even though, at least in Victoria, it may seem like we have very limited freedoms at the moment. There are many people who are still living in situations where they do not have freedom even to walk um, out of their homes at all and, um, you know, are caught up in the biggest criminal industry in the world at the moment um, in the human trafficking trade. So I know that's digressing a little bit from where we are, but I just wanted to say that make sure you are looking after your mental health um, during this time and reach out if you need to. I am not a qualified psychologist or um, medical health professional, but I think I can put you in the right directions if that is something that you uh, need at this time. So having said that, I just wanted to share um, a short snippet of one of the things that a follower of this podcast has shared in our pod, um, in our podcast community. And I think she should be fine with me sharing this, but it was just how she actually responded, I guess, to our discussions around human trafficking. So I'll leave her nameless for now, but I just want to say thank you. You know who you are if you're listening to this podcast. 
Um, so this person said that I found the past week through listening to your podcast that the issue of trafficking is now not just something that I acknowledge is happening to someone somewhere in the world, but it's something I really need to actively think about and talk about. Issues like trafficking aren't just issues, but are part of a larger problem and it affects so many people. So I listened to your podcast with my sister and as I did that, I... Uh, we talked about, you know, the podcast and I continued to discuss it with even my colleagues um, who mentioned Jeffrey Epstein, who I'll admit hasn't, I haven't paid any notice of over the last couple of months, but I asked further about this situation and we had a lengthy conversation about trafficking and the vulnerable being preyed by the privileged. So I really am so thankful that, you know, the podcast episode has actually prompted more conversations and that's what we want it to do. The topic of human trafficking is probably something that we're going to sit with for a little bit just because it is a huge topic and I don't want to just share like, you know, this is the problem um, and how horrible it is. I do hope that in our next social justice episode um, that we will actually share a story of hope um, because I think that particularly now we need stories of hope to not only inspire us, but also to show us how we can be part of the movement for change. So that is what has been happening behind in the background. Now we're kind of shifting gears. So I thank you again for just joining us on this journey because not only do we talk about social justice issues, but we have our ongoing series around the six dimensions of wellness. And we've talked about physical wellness. We've talked about social wellness. And we've also talked about um, our emotional wellness with Renee um, in the last interview we did. And now we are finally ready to talk about the fourth dimension um, in this um, framework that we're using and it's occupational wellness and occupational wellness is around finding purpose in the work that you do and actually uh, finding satisfaction I guess in the uh, vocation um, or the career that we've chosen and this guest that we have for this topic is one of my dear friends um, and she is an amazing communicator and someone who has had a very vibrant and uh, I think I'm just trying to find the words right now, but she's had a very colourful uh, career. Um, started out as a, a TV host in India on NDTV and then came to Australia, started from scratch as a migrant in you know, you'll hear in her story how she overcome a lot of her challenges and now is in a role where she empowers small business owners to go for gold as the community lead at the village at NAB. So without further ado, I am going to hand you over to my special guest, Natasha Margaritas, and we will be talking about, like I said, occupational wellness. We have a very special guest, my friend Natasha, and she is someone who I met on my business journey probably almost two years ago, I reckon. And um, she comes from a diverse background. And prior to this, com um, this 
interview, I would have already given you a little introduction. So I won't go into that at the moment, but I wanted to just uh, start with a quick question to Natasha. And that is, knowing all that you know now, what is the number one thing you would have told your 20 year old self? I know that's a big question Ooh. to start with. <laughs> oh, Amy, firstly, it's very exciting to be here. And yes, of to course. You. Welcome. Um, <laughs> um, I personally think of my childhood as quite radical, uh, very rebellious. So my 20-year-old self, I would let her know that you don't have to do it alone. I think a lot of us really feel that we've got to be the be-all and end-all of this big picture solution that we're trying to, to provide you know, either our workplace or the world or whatever it is we're doing. But the thing is that there's no uh, bigger, uh, more powerful thing than actually being part of a team. And that's what I never realized when I was 20 years old is that just because I had this position as a brand new, very young and vibrant uh, TV pre presenter. I had my own entertainment show back uh, in India and it was uh, such a work of God's hand, literally. I, um, and you know, at the time I didn't even know God, which is insane, right? When you, when you look back. Um, mm. And as a person of faith myself, as a passionate person of faith right now, uh, I look back and I think of that 20-year-old self and I think, goodness me, I really just shut everyone out wow. because I just wanted to do it by myself. That's the memory that comes back to me that I, I remember standing, you know, at this desk, this circular desk that we had at work in the, in the, uh, beside the television studio, right next to the news desk. And I would be shouting instructions because I was leading the charge. I would be like, not shouting, but more like giving instructions, you know, that instruction boss. Um, and the truth is that they were actually my colleagues and they weren't technically uh, under my leadership as such. But yes, I had editorial um, license over how the show played out. And unfortunately, when you do that to people, you isolate them, you push them out, you push them away. They don't necessarily want to help you anymore because it's, it becomes all about you. Mm. And uh, so I remember that vividly. And I would, I would tell my 20-year-old self that, you know, bring your team on board the journey. They are there to help you. Uh, you can't do it alone. Doing it together is so much more powerful than doing it all by yourself. That's amazing. What a great message to start us off with. Um, <laughs> I think that, I that <laughs> oh, oh, for sure. I'm sure that that's talking or speaking to someone right there um, who might be going through a really tough time right now that they're not alone. And I think that's the beautiful message that you actually bring to your content. So as much as I will have introduced you <laughs> before this um, recording, I should really backtrack a little bit and just say how impressive Natasha's career is. And as you mentioned, she was a TV presenter and now is a community engagement specialist. 
a crazy content creator and has over 8,000 followers on LinkedIn, growing every day, I'm sure, and is also the host and the facilitator of and community leadership at uh, The Village, at NAB. And so when I look at your career, and you have an amazing career, because even looking through LinkedIn, um, you've kind of pivoted so many different ways. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> how have you, have. yeah, how have you, um, I guess, navigated your your occupation and because this episode is about occupational wellness and, and thinking about, mm. you know, what, what does it mean to gain personal satisfaction and work through your vocation, through your hobbies, those kind of things. What, what have you learnt in those transition periods and what's, what's kind of been your biggest takeaway from all of that? I know I'm throwing you really big questions. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's definitely a very important question. So maybe we'll break it out, I guess, yeah. into the Take first, first thought that comes. Yeah, the first thought that comes to my mind is um, pivoting is hard when it's subconscious, sort of, it's, or rather unconscious. Okay, okay. pivoting yeah. is, is, is hard. Um, sorry, my, I beg your pardon. Pivoting is easy when it's unconscious. Pivoting is hard when it is conscious. My apologies. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so in other words, you are just going through the motions of life when you are uh, unconsciously just going from one thing to another. Mm. Now, when you have such a strength in soft skills like I do um, with communication, and at a very early age, I was told repeatedly, oh, my God, You've got a gift of the gab and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you um, really know how to communicate. You um, make people uh, feel like engaging with you is easy and all of that stuff. Now, obviously, I, as a young person, I didn't really understand why people were saying these things. And, you know, you, you feel uh, that you need more than that in the workforce because I realized you actually do need more than just soft skills in the workforce mm. because yeah. you, when you grow your areas of improvement or your growth opportunities, you become more dynamic. Mm. And yes, you are known for X, that X factor, uh, which in my case is, is, you know, the interviewing and the communications and the uh, ability to host live events and all that stuff, right? Um, and, but the dynamic factor is that you need to add more to yourself, right? And so um, when I think of how I've, I've pivoted through every single opportunity I've ever got, it's purely because of what that X factor that I was known for. Mm. Now, can you be fully happy doing just that 24-7 all the time? Um, yes for as long as the workplace expects only that of you. Problem is that most of, the, most of my experiences um, and from what I've understood from the reality on the ground is that yes, you can bring your strength and you can get hired for that X factor, but um, most often than not, your employer is going to want more from you. They're going to want you to do more. They're going to want you to do to track reporting. They're going to want you to uh, engage with digital marketing if 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 uh, that's the position you got hired for because of the exactor exactor. You know whatever it is that they uh, that the position holds, you're going to have to fill all of those requirements. Mm -hmm. And so um, 
I reflect upon my own pivot so far and just getting a job from one thing to another uh, without actually understanding my purpose has been, um, you know, has left me feeling unfulfilled. <laughs> Let's just say it that way, put it that way. Yeah, I lo like loved the work. It was fun and all of that stuff, you know, going from uh, being a television presenter and previous to that, you know, being uh, dabbling with um, filmmaking and be mm. being in animation a little bit before that when I was a young girl. Um, you know, between the age of, let's say, just as, as I left school through university and going up to about 23, you know, is mm -hmm. what I'm describing, these different roles that I played, but the majority of which was my television presenter role. Yep. Um, yep. That was, it was like, as I just fell into it. Now, you can't just fall into things your whole life. Mm. You've got to be intentional about what you want as you grow older. Yeah, when you're young, you have fun, blah, blah, blah. It worked for me. It was fine. Mm. You know, at least I got the exposure. I'm very grateful to God that I got the exposure. Mm. Um, and so that led me to thinking, yeah, I know my X factor, but there's got to be more to me than just my X factor. Surely I can grow. Mm, you know, yeah. and a, lo a lot of us don't ask that question too uh, often enough, I think. Um, and so that went, that led me to coming to Australia. It's got to be more to me than this television presenter. And I was very conceited back then as a TV presenter. You go out, you do yourself up just so that just so that you look and meet the image that people have of you. Yeah, of yeah, course. You know, out out in in uh, the world. So leaving and coming to Australia was the best decision I ever made. Um, because it really gave me a new lease of life working with an English-speaking country. Perfect, because I can't speak any other language, though I grew up in India. Yep. Um, and I think the pivots that happened here were more intentional. Okay. It was something that really challenged me, because you're starting from scratch as a migrant all over again, and you have to really think about what are your strengths and what can you bring to the table. And then you, you're forced to really think about how you can grow and become that dynamic person that I described earlier. Mm, it's like starting from um, the beginning, like again. Yeah, literally like, starting. Like, can you imagine going from TV presenter all the way through to my first job was, what was it? I would travel from one shopping center to another shopping center every week um, by bus to stand in front of a car and basically hand out pamphlets about this new car that was on, on showcase at this, at this shopping center. So this and was your first job in Australia? My first job and probably underpaid. Um, it wasn't <laughs> minimum wage or anything. I don't even remember what I got paid. It was bare minimum, I think. Mm. And um, so, it, you know, I went from one shopping center to another all the way through to Werribee, which is, you know, like quite a distance from from Chadston to Werribee, mm. which is a crazy distance to mm. to do by bus. Um, every week was a different shopping center. Anyway, so you know it's a very humbling uh, scenario to be in, mm. <laughs> as you can yes. imagine. Yes. And so you know, going from that, obviously, I couldn't do that anymore because it wasn't long lasting. And I uh, finished that contract, and I and I went to call center. Again, utilizing my, my strengths, which is my voice, my communication ability, but it wasn't adding more to me. And then I kept asking myself, God, there's got to be more. There's got to be more. There's got to mm. be more. So I was seeking after fulfillment mm. and uh, landed an events management 
uh, role, several different types of events and communications roles after that. So I was like, yes, events. So that, you know, yeah. I was adding more, experimenting more with events, learning more about events and adding more to, to that aspect. And um, what I didn't realize was the roles that I was, I, I, that I ended up um, getting were roles in small business. Mm. And funny enough, um, when I when I think about the in more intentional pivots now, is actually very closely aligned to how I found my purpose. Okay. And you know, please so go into it, more of that. <laughs> it's it's insane how you just never know where life's going to take you. And for me, I'm so grateful to God that despite the you know difficulties that I've been through. I fully relied on him to really guide my path. And I'm not being super spiritual about this when I say that I've, I, uh, you know, had to rely on God. Mm. Because when you are stripped of everything and you got nothing else but him, it's the greatest place to be. And I look back on that. <laughs> the person back then probably wouldn't say that, but the person <laughs> sitting here now can say that. Because... I know that he has taken me through so many trials and tribulations. You know, the loneliness factor of being in Australia by myself. Yes, I had my brother here, but you're just having to do, you're just having to get on with life and you have to wake mm -hmm. up every morning. You have to look for a job and you have to go, you, I, I go to uni and figure out your life out. And I've been on tenterhooks, you know, trying to um, see, figure out whether I was going to stay in the country or not and mm -hmm. how I was going to make that happen. And it's all because God had his hand in, in and over my life. Mm. Um, how I met my husband was like by chance, literally, you know. So all of this is like perfect, you know, wo perfectly woven together by, his, by God's hand. Now, coming back to my purpose, right? Amy, please stop me if uh, I'm, I'm just no, talking too much. I, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just enjoying this. Like, please continue. <laughs> and I'm sure everyone else is as well. Like, I think the best... The best thing an interviewer can do is just let their guest continue. <laughs> and I'll, I'll, don't worry, I'll direct you. <laughs> okay. We're going too far. Awesome. Awesome. So coming back to how I uncovered my purpose, right? Yep. And really feeling that sense of fulfillment that I feel right now is I stopped and I asked myself, why did I land these positions? And what's the common ground mm. between them? Yeah. And small business kept coming back. And I was like, okay, that's the one thing. I really want to work with the small business environment. I really want to be able to work with small business owners. And even when I started my public speaking coaching business, mm -hmm. after the event management and, uh, you know, the, the event facilitation job that I, uh, that I had um, across, which was basically running um, networking events throughout the entire year for uh, a community of migrant small business owners and I got to know all these people and I was like oh my goodness this is amazing you know people starting from scratch people stepping out in faith people um really taking a chance on themselves it uh, it, it it really got me excited about what they were doing you know with their lives and that that's when it led to my my public speaking coaching business which um at the time i started because 
I took a break from work uh, for various reasons, but I uh, took a break from work and uh, I, I thought to myself, you know what, I want to help small business owners. They've, they need it a lot. They mm. need that communication. Yes. Again, however, what I was doing was I was using my X factor. Okay. Yeah. Purely using my X factor mm. and nothing else. Okay. So I hope you can see the, the thread of leaning on what was, what technically should be my biggest asset, but I used it as a crutch okay. every yeah. time. It became this crutch that I would lean on. Mm. And I never really, I didn't explore this uh, dynamic person that I could become. Wow. And uh, so since running the business, I obviously got into quite a few few challenges and barriers. And like, oh my God, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. You know, what should I quote this person? I don't know what the rates are. I don't know how to build this process for my customers. It was a, it was quite a struggle, yeah. and uh, although I loved I loved the fulfilling feeling of eventually getting to the end of each workshop or whatever that I ran, uh, and feeling like okay I've left something really impactful on their lives. That's great. That's a fantastic feeling, but it's fleeting. It doesn't last mm. if you really don't understand your purpose. So I said, you know what? Yes. Okay. Let's just shut this thing down and start looking for a job again. Yeah. And I, when I'm a person who, if, if I have a conviction about something, mm-hmm. I just, just I just have to take action. I'm yeah. just like, no, this is not, this isn't, this, this, yeah. this is just not working out. You know, yeah. I've got to take action and do something else. Yeah. Have you ever been in that position, Amy? Oh, for sure. Like I was, as you were just talking about it now, I was just like, oh yes, I've had, um, so I've had a number of legal roles as well. Um, and so mm. at each, there, there was definitely a point at each time when I was just like, oh, I just feel like it's not the right fit. It's not the right fit. But I, some, I, I unfortunately, I'm probably someone who, even if I have that kind of conviction, sometimes it takes me a little bit longer to get the courage to take the, the leap or to, to switch. Um, but I think it's like when you are someone who has very strong values and someone who is value driven, then it's, you know, eventually you, whether it's straight away or you get to a certain point where you, you, you put your foot down, it's less like, yep, it's time to go or it's time to leave. Um, uh, there's been moments, <laughs> there's definitely been moments. And I think that just, um, touching on it briefly as well, I, I can really resonate with what you were saying about, um, just even though you're kind of Xing on your X factor, <laughs> um, but you, but there's nothing else around it, then that can also mm. fall foul as well. So um, mm. yeah, this is kind of like what happened, I think a little bit, even with my multi, uh, like modern calligraphy business a little bit, um, because I was, you know, I was being told I was really good at what I was doing and I would be running workshops and similar thing, you know, I'd love it. I'd love doing it, empowering people. But then at the end of it, I was just like, ah, oh, you know, that, that's, it doesn't last unless you, it's connected in with your purpose, which I think I'm kind of in this journey and even starting this podcast has really been an exploration of like, what am I called to do? What can I um, empower others to do? So yeah, that's my little spiel <laughs> into that. So what I love about what you're doing, Amy, is that you are focusing on the one thing and doing it really, really well. Mm. 
And I think a lot of us sometimes can dabble with too many things at the same time. I'm super guilty with, with that in my, in my past, uh, just wanting to be everywhere at the same time. And we really can't. We're not built that way. We weren't designed to be everywhere that jack of all trades, master of one. I mean, there are some superhuman people out there uh, <laughs> who come across that, you know, they're able to do different things, but you don't know where they started. Yeah. So assuming that you can also do that, um, that, you know, that you have the team that may be backing that person uh, to, to be able to fulfill all these multiple things. Yeah. Again, it's a fallacy, right? Mm. So uh, for me personally, I've learned that, you know, just hone in on the mastery of one thing mm. um, and, and what the dynamic is around that one thing. You have the X factor in the middle. But how can you just develop, develop, develop around it, get all these new skills and start pulling those things in to create something authentic, but also really dynamic. Like it's, you can see that it's full. There's a fullness mm. here. Yeah. And um, yeah. So where I feel that um, I would I really like to touch on with... Um, how I, what I learned from my, my public speaking business uh, and coming out of that and going back into the workforce, right? Making that cold decision of shutting it down and going back into the workforce. It was hard, extremely hard. And I, very brave. I, I was, I was, yeah. And, and I remember thinking to myself, am I just a coward mm. doing this? Am I just giving up? Is, is that why, is, it, is that, that what it is? The thing is, uh, for me as a person of faith, if I felt, feel that God's not in something mm. and if his, his hand is not on it to bless it, uh, for it to multiply, and no matter how much you work yes. at it, you're just hitting a brick wall mm. because that was never part of his plan for you. Mm. Yeah, um, he may have wanted you to, you know what, I, I'm really smart when I think about it. He may have wanted me to just go and give, uh, give it a go and just try my hand yeah. at it. But there's this obedience factor, right? Mm. When I tell you to shut something down, will you trust me? Yeah, sure. Right? Sure. So it was a massive test for me to give something up and just say, okay, God, you know, <laughs> I'll be obedient for as long as you have something amazing on the other side of this. Yeah. Um, you know, I would say stupid things like that when, when, I, when I would pray. Um, but, uh, but in the end, God had what a phenomenal plan it, it, you know, in store because the, the job search was it taught me so much about the, um, you know, the job market itself, where I could really enjoy myself and certain jobs. Like I thank, thank God that I never got any of, of those jobs that I applied for, some of them, because I never, I literally didn't get any interviews at all, by the way. Mm, okay. Yeah. I, I applied for months and months and months and months. Wow. Never got any interviews at all. Okay. And then suddenly, suddenly, you know, it really tests your faith. <laughs> when you go through that experience, test your faith and you, you, you just don't know uh, where, when God's going to show up and if he's even there for you. It just uh, drives you crazy. But I remember, you know, now when I, when I look at the role that I have, I think, oh, thank God I didn't get any of those roles to show. as communications manager or I don't know what I would be up to there. Mm. Um, but here I was back in small business. 
so what I do right now, like you beautifully described at the beginning, was that I lead this lovely community, vibrant, colorful community of business owners. And um, it is all about facilitating events, facil uh, facilitating discussion, really empowering our business owners to go for gold, you know, helping them be surrounded by community so that they don't feel alone on their journey. Mm. Um, you know, they don't, because the biggest, uh, the most obvious problem with entrepreneurship is that it can be very lonely. Yeah. It can, it's so isolating and you try doing things by yourself, right? Um, uh, you literally have to wear multiple hats on your own. So mm. uh, the community, the village that we, that we lead as a team is all about being able to provide that supportive community around each of these business owners so that they know we've got each other's back. Mm. Um, we're literally changing lives because we're together. And yeah. that brings them hope that, that helps them get stronger. And, you know, the other side of that is the events we put on that are, that are educating, you know, it's educational, bringing growth into their business, bringing, uh, and, you know, just give, keep giving them a sense of fun and enjoyment as well. Mm. Beautiful. So, so yeah, so it, it's deeply intertwined to my purpose. Yeah. Deeply, deeply. I haven't really talked about my purpose ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. But I, I think we can get gather it from your conversation, but we can definitely get back to the purpose. I just wanted to interject and say that I have actually visited sure. Natasha at her job and at the village, and it's such a beautiful environment. Um, as someone who's, well, obviously I'm working from home now, so it's a bit different. It's a bit hard to get out there. Um, but it's a co-working space. Um, like there is a co-working space there. And um, I feel that the moment you walk into that space, you feel a sense of warmth. Like there's just this sense of Aww. like community. And uh, particularly was when I was at your end of year um, event, uh, doing some calligraphy yeah. cards for... Um, the members i just felt like there was such a sense of family i think and there's yeah. definitely what you talked about at the start about like you're not alone and all that kind of stuff i can just see that kind of play out right now in your role so you're definitely if that's part of your purpose it's definitely um oh yes hitting hitting it on the head <laughs> my purpose uh, very quickly my purpose statement is mm. Uh, to help the lonely find hope and resilience so that together we can make a life-changing difference in the world. Wow. What a powerful so statement. Spot on, Amy. Spot yeah. On. Oh, I'm so glad to hear like that. It's just, and, and hopefully that encourages you that this is exactly you, like you yes. are actually living yes. it and, and you're making yeah. a difference. So that's beautiful. Yes, absolutely. So if anyone's listening out there, you know, finding fulfillment starts with finding your purpose, understanding why you want to wake up every morning um, you know, to do what you want to do. That why factor sometimes it takes a little bit of uh, soul searching and self reflection, but when you get there, it's the greatest feeling on earth. Mm, and yeah. you, you know, it helps you say no to things as well because if it's not aligned to your purpose, you say no. Yeah. And it's very easy now for me uh, to do that because usually, the, you know, it's very difficult to say no to opportunities. Oh, for sure. Yeah. We're such a yes society, yeah. I think. Like, yes, we are. You know, we're, we always want to say, and, and also there's also that fear of missing out as well, like the FOMO that comes because we feel like we should be doing, like, you know, going on all these trips or going to these restaurants or visiting 
X, Y, Z. Um, so it's a huge, um, I think, discipline to be able to say no, uh, but do it and, and doing it in a purposeful way because you know, I, I love, I don't know who said it, but it's just like when you're saying no, oh, when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something as well. So it's like you have a choice every time when you make those decisions. And so saying yes to the right things, oh, saying no to good things means that you're maybe saying yes to the better things um, as well. So that's... Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, so good. Um, <laughs> we're kind of getting to the end of our time together, which is a bit sad, but I had a few more questions if you don't mind me asking. Yeah, please. So, um, for someone who is very purpose-driven and um, wanting to make a difference in the world, it can be very easy to burn out in the process uh, because, you, uh, because you have all these ideas and things like that. So what keeps you burning bright but so that you don't burn out, if that makes sense? And you can kind of take it however, mm. whichever direction, whether it's from the physical side, like, you know, fitness or wellness, that kind of thing, or other things spiritual healthy one of the things <laughs> hmm. okay so always have an accountability buddy mm. i don't know whether it's your best friend or whether it's a colleague or your husband or your wife have an accountability buddy speak out what you are working on or what you're planning to work on mm. um you know just very high level if if that's all you need very high level because someone will tell you you're biting off more than you can chew mm. like Natasha stop you know how many times I've been told that because truth is I do have like if you thought you were a, nat a runaway horse like if you thought you were you know doing everything all at the same time well I'm tenfold that <laughs> you know my natural instinct is to just go oh my god that's an amazing idea yeah. let's do it run <laughs> yeah you know like yeah. just run towards it and uh i i got told that a long time ago that i'm uh i i struggle with being tamed mm. and i think there's an element of that in all of us yeah we need to be we need to be tamed because <laughs> tamed horse rides really well mm. and in a particular uh, in a in a particular direction as well whereas a yeah. horse could be very yes the wild horse will go in any direction that it chooses and it's like all over the, the shop mm. literally uh whereas a tamed horse really knows uh you know to to follow direction and to be able to uh use use specific instincts to go in a certain direction and um you know at the at the end of the day we want to magnify one thing at a time you don't you don't want to be uh trying all over the place now for me personally i feel like there's nothing wrong with working on one project and then chipping away at another as long as you're not you're not working on two huge things at a time mm. right so first thing i i feel that um every, anyone could do is just have an accountability buddy i spoke out to a, to someone recently and I and I just very casually over a phone call I was just like oh yeah you know I have this idea for something I have this idea for something else and I have this idea for something else and they were like oh my god like stop you know um mm. I think you're you're doing too much 
you are getting very excited and I know you're visionary, you're a dreamer, but just pull it back a little bit. I'm not trying to be a wet blanket, but pull it back. Yeah. You know, you, you, you got to do one thing and do it really, really well and then move on and then slowly grow your capacity and then move on. Yeah. Because then, you know, you're ticking things off. There's no greater feeling than, you know, putting a pen to paper and ticking something off or scoring something out on a board. Or, you know, if you have a Trello board, if you're someone who's digital, you know, just being able to move that from to do to done. Yeah. That sense of completion, and you know, there's, there's, there's great satisfaction in that. And, it, and the problem, I'll, I'll flip the coin in the head. Mm. It's not so much how, how do we balance things out, you know, to keep ourselves from burnout. It's actually, how do you get one thing done at a time? Mm. Yeah. You know, how do you get that sense of fulfillment? And satisfaction when you move one item on your to-do list all the way through to done and then move on to the next thing because you've given your 100 percent to it yeah and um whether and this could be broken down into tiny little fragments of, of tasks that you need to get done mm. as long as it's just one at a time yeah i've I found that on a kanban board it is unbelievable on a very practical level you can use a kanban board um, what's a can <laughs> yeah. so can so kanban board is a very agile lean process uh, so so it's a it's basically a board where you have um three sections to do doing done oh yes basically. i think i've seen and post a photo about this <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so you have all your uh, sticky notes on the to do section and you move one at a time mm. and if you haven't completed that one thing you're not moving another Mm, okay. you're not moving another you got to finish that one thing and yeah. here's the challenge you got to make sure that that one thing is actionable mm. that it's not just this gigantic project oh you know which has which actually has like hundred different uh, tiny tasks. little tasks yeah. yeah involved you just do one task at a time and move that along mm. and so you feel like oh I'm progressing I'm making progress you're moving yeah. that stuff along you know you're, you're taking stuff off in other words Okay. That's, that's my secret to not re- reaching burnout right now. Yeah. Okay. I think I might try that actually, because I think sometimes I get overwhelmed by all that needs to get done. And particularly as someone who is, as, as you know, like I, I work in a, in a legal role and yet I have, you know, my passion projects such as this podcast. And so it can oft, often you kind of get to even the weekend and be like, Oh, there's so much I still need to do. But I think, that can help having, having just breaking it down into those small tasks yeah. can help with that sense of overwhelm, I guess. Yeah, so. absolutely. Mm. And Kanban is spelled with a K. So K-A-N-B-A-N. Quick Google okay. and it'll give you the definition. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Excellent. I'll look it up. All right. No worries. Well, thank you so much for your time. We like to usually end our interviews with a bit of a quick rapid Q&A. Um, so it's sure. supposed to be just like your top of mind kind of thought, your first thought that comes to your mind when I ask you these questions. And they don't, you don't have to explain them if you want. You just keep it one word answers. So first one, what is your favourite book? Oh, Lord. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Everyone's, particularly people who are well-read, they're like, which one do I choose? I'm oh, not well-read. Oh, that's okay. A, that's a growth, a growth area for me. No, no, I, I, I've been reading a couple of books. Recently. Oh, what are you reading right now? Yeah. How's that? Yeah. Uh, well, I'll go back, actually, I'll go back to the favorite book. Okay, My favorite sure. book is 
crushing. Oh, okay. It's literally the story of my life. <laughs> I have been crushed so many times. And we all have. I think we don't recognize it as moments of crushing. But it's by T.D. Jakes. He's this unbelievable speaker, right? And yeah, uh, it's, it's called how... Um, um, oh goodness, I've forgotten the tagline. Okay. <laughs> That's all right. It's it's all about how to turn. It's all about how to turn your pain into purpose. Wow! Right? Great. Um, literally, I may be I may be using the wrong words, but it's that's literally the essence of it. Yeah. Uh, it, and it just beautifully describes this grape crushing process. Mm. You know, when, when you when you crush grapes, it turns into wine. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's, oh. that's pretty much. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Okay. So good. All right. That is definitely one I'm going to put on my reading list. So what are you listening to at the moment in terms of podcasts or if there's a song that you like? Hmm. Podcast, Craig O'Shell Leadership. Yeah. And yeah, Joel Osteen's general general podcast. Okay. Yeah. That's, cool. that's, yeah, those, those are the ones that give me, uh, I guess, that cup full feeling. Mm. Do you have a favorite yeah. quote? <sighs> Again, top of mind, top of mind. You don't think too hard. <laughs> Life is not about what you achieve. Life is about bringing meaning to what you achieve. Mm, that's deep. <laughs> who's, yeah, who's the one who said because that? Because we you can know. be chasing. Um, I actually can't remember. I, oh, right. sure. I don't know who it is. I don't know who it is now. I, I, okay. I really don't know, but it stuck with me clearly. Mm. And it's essentially uh, all about, you know, it's not chasing those watts in life, those, those, those gold medals and those, you know, big titles and all of that stuff. It's about really bringing meaning and purpose into what you do every day. Mm. Yeah. Excellent. And final one, cause we all like food. <laughs> do you favorite food or <laughs> ice cream <laughs> flavor? Oh, favorite food. Favorite food is my grandmother's cooking. Mm. Uh, it's, it's definitely my, I, I come from a Burmese background, so, so I relate more to the Burmese side of my family. Uh, it's Anglo-Burmese, so French Burmese. Mm. And uh, my grandmother would cook this beautiful dish called Kauswe. And it's basically noodles and beautiful, rich chicken and gravy. Oh my God, with all these toppings that you get to put. It's kind of like playful, very playful. You get you put put the noodles, put the chicken and gravy, and then you get all these sprinkly items that you wow. get to pour on top and stuff. You know, from garlic, fried garlic to fried onions to um, spring onions and chili and lemon and oh, uh, chopped up boiled egg and oh, it's just <laughs> to die for. I'm really missing home even describing. Uh, this <laughs> I'm like now. My... <laughs> I was just gonna say now I'm feeling really hungry. <laughs> Yeah, me too, actually. Um, I might, might ball up some, no some noodles, some keto noodles. 
Excellent. Well, thank you again, Natasha, for your time. Where can people connect with you if they want to reach out? And we'll put it in the show notes for sure. Oh, they can reach me um, on LinkedIn predominantly. That is my mothership. Mm-hmm. It's uh, my favorite platform. Um, so yeah, reach out to me, DM, um, send me a connection request. I'm very open to connection requests. I'm not one of these. I don't want to talk to you sort of person. Mm. Uh, if you're not aligned with my, my, I don't know, goal in life. I, I love just meeting people on LinkedIn, regardless of what background or uh, where they come from, what they're doing. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, you know, connection requests or just shoot me a DM if you want to chat. No worries. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you again. See you. Now, wasn't that such a great chat that we had together with Natasha? And if you want to connect with her further, we have put in the show notes other ways in which you can contact her besides LinkedIn. And if you are interested in asking her a few questions about this particular episode, we are actually going to have a follow-up chat with Natasha in our podcast community group. And that will be taking place if you're listening to this in real time on the 28th of August, 2020. So please join us there. There is a link in the show notes as well as to how you can connect with us. And we would love to see you there and chat with you further. See you in the next episode, which will be airing, I would say, in another two weeks time. And then we're going to take a bit of a break because it's important, as I've said before, in the grand scheme of things that I make sure that I actually factor in some downtime in this podcast because I do have a full-time job guys and it is something that this podcast is obviously a passion project of mine but we're looking to build some other streams and ways in which we can empower you as the listener to live life well. So September is going to be our kind of content building month. Um, It was actually going to be the month that I was going to be in Europe, if you remember listening in another episode that we had earlier. And so I'm just going to take that month off to just do a few behind the scenes kind of thing. You'll be hearing more from us in the podcast community group. We'll be launching our Facebook business page as well, where we'll start revisiting some of our earlier episodes. So just keep an eye out for it. You'll see the information if you are in our podcast community group on Facebook, but also follow us on Instagram as well. And we are at livelifewell underscore the podcast on Instagram. So I'll see you there and we hope that this episode has helped you to live life well. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It was my joy and delight to bring it to you. And I do hope that you are excited as I am about this journey of discovering what it means to live life well. I would love to hear your feedback on the episode and what you're looking forward to. So please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you are listening to this podcast. I would also love to extend an invitation to join our Instagram community where you can get some behind the scenes of how we record this podcast, have further opportunities to engage in the content we share and also meet like-minded individuals on their quest to live life well. You can find and follow us on Instagram with the handle livelifewell_the_podcast, underscore the podcast 
and you can find what's happening with my small business over on Instagram as well with the handle art.by.aims. Thanks again for joining and see you in the next episode.